Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week 15. So I'm going to show you how the team is shaping up. Thoughts on a couple of possible transfers that I can make, as well as talking about captaincy as well. And I'll also quickly show you how I did in game week 14. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And let's jump into it. So let's take a quick look at game week 14. I have been on a run of five green arrows in a row, but unfortunately I did get a red arrow this week, although it was only about 8,000 places. So I fell from like 374k down to 382k. I got 60 points in total. And the week wasn't that bad outside of the transfer that I made. So obviously Ollie Watkins was flagged ahead of the deadline. Unai Emery said that he was a little bit of a doubt. And Liverpool had really good fixtures, so I did Watkins to Darwin. And what did I say on the deadline stream? If Watkins ends up playing against Bournemouth, then that will look like a really bad transfer. And I still don't think, without the hindsight, it was that bad. But obviously it looks awful now, because Watkins has gone and got a goal and assist. And the best that Darwin did was hit the bar. So I'm nine points down already. I know that I'm going to need Watkins back at some point, so that's an extra transfer to use as well. It's not looking great at the moment. Hopefully, over the next couple of games, it'll look, it'll look a little bit better, but I'm not that confident in it. One thing that did work really well was benching Matty Cash and playing Charlie Taylor instead. I think that was a really good decision because there was doubts about whether Cash would start. I had doubts about whether they would keep a clean sheet, which they didn't against Bournemouth. But obviously, I was rewarded probably a little bit too much for Charlie Taylor. Like, okay, five or six points, fair enough. But he walked away with 10, so we got an assist and I think one bonus point as well. So that was nice. As expected, Ariola didn't get a clean sheet. Uh, Wolves, my double Arsenal defence was wiped out by Wolves and Cunha. So that was a little bit frustrating, Gabriel and Saliba. I think the other... I think after Taylor's 10 points, the next best part was Son because he's blanked three games in a row. People were starting to get a bit frustrated with him saying he's not worth the money, he's got to be sold. And he was just never someone that I wanted to get rid of. So to get a 10-pointer against Man City when you've also scored an own goal is pretty nice. And obviously my other midfielders chipped in as well. So Saka finished on 8 points, in Burmo 5, Salah 5 as well. And Palmer was unfortunately on the bench and I had Haaland captain. So overall, 
a pretty good week, which is very close to being a green arrow. Without that yellow card for Haaland towards the end of the game where the referee stopped the match when he played the ball to Grealish, I probably would have been on a very small green arrow, but instead it was a small red one. And obviously I sold Watkins as well, which is not great, but I'm going to try and not dwell on it. Let's take a look at game week 15. So going into game week 15, I've got one free transfer and 0.8 million in the bank, and there is one defender and one goalkeeper that I've got my eye on. My dilemma is, are those players enough of an upgrade this week to warrant using the transfer, or would I be better off rolling that transfer into game week 16, having another game week's worth of information, and two free transfers to spend instead? So my back three at the moment, in my first 11, is Mark Gay against Bournemouth at home, and I don't necessarily expect Crystal Palace to keep a clean sheet in that game. But on paper, it's not that bad. And then my other two defenders are Gabriel and Saliba. So double up an Arsenal defence against Luton away. And if you look at the clean sheet odds this week, Arsenal are right up there as one of the best teams most likely to get a clean sheet. So I feel like that back three in most game weeks would be perfectly fine. And I wouldn't be worried about it. And then on the bench, I've got Charlie Taylor against Wolves away and Matty Cash against Man City at home. Now the transfer that I'm thinking about is Matty Cash to Pedro Porro. I've got the money to do that now because I did Watkins to Darwin last week. And I think that Porro is better than Mark Gay this week. I think even with Van de Ven missing for Spurs, they will have Romero back for that West Ham game. Plus, Porro is just super attacking. So it's not that I think Gay is better than Porro or anything like that. I just don't know if there's enough of an upgrade to warrant spending my only transfer. Because if something else happens between now and game week 16, I've only got one move. It leaves me a little bit less flexible. And obviously, you're trying to use your transfers to make those upgrades. But I think it needs to be quite a big one to not just roll. So that's why I'm thinking about not making that move. And it might be that I get to game week 16 with two transfers and I spend one of them on cash to par exactly what I would have done in 15. And buying him for Newcastle at home doesn't feel as great as West Ham at home. But I'm just valuing that extra information because... We don't yet know if double game week 20 is going to happen. The later that gets, the less likely it will happen. And if it doesn't, that com it doesn't completely change transfer plans, but it does alter them a little bit because there's less emphasis on getting more Man City players and I can maybe play around with other moves instead. And I feel like if we don't get that announcement by this weekend before the deadline, maybe it's not actually going to happen. So there are a couple of reasons why... I'm valuing that extra information right now. The other move I could make is bringing in Dubravka, which a lot of people are looking at. Now, I've said lots of times, unless you really need the money, you should sell Turner rather than Ariola. As bad as Ariola's been, at least he's a playing goalkeeper. And I do think that Dubravka against Everton away this week is better than Ariola against Spurs away. There's no way I would argue against that. But is it enough of an upgrade again, to warrant using that transfer. That's kind of what's going through um, my mind at the moment. And for anyone that does turn it to Dubravka, I think they're going to bench Dubravka in game week 16 and play Ariola anyway against Fulham away, right? Because Ariola's got Spurs away this week. That's what Newcastle have in game week 16. And then in game week 17, when Newcastle have Fulham at home, which is a good fixture, Ariola's got Wolves at home. So I just don't know if I need to make that move right now, and if I had to buy Newcastle's goalkeeper for 4 or 4.1 million in game week 18, or even 19, would that be the end of the world? Probably not. Of course, I'd rather jump on at 3.9 million, especially when Nick Pope is apparently going to be out for four to five months, but I just don't know if I need it this week. And I think Ariola is almost certainly 
not going to keep a clean sheet against Spurs. Spurs will definitely score in that game, but I also think Everton have got a good chance of scoring against Newcastle as well. So that's why I'm probably not going to make the move. But it is a quick turnaround, and by tomorrow's deadline, I might have changed my mind on that. So if I'm going to make a transfer this week, it's almost certainly cash to Porro, and then I'd have to bench one of Gay or Gabriel. I'd probably bench Gay, or, and I'm not going to do both of them, or it would be Turner to Dubravka, and then just bench Ariola. But right now, I'm favoring two free transfers instead. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So as you've probably already worked out, if I'm only potentially looking to use that one free transfer on a goalkeeper or defender, all my attackers are going to stay because I'm not looking to take any of them out for a hit. And just to quickly jump back to the defense for a second before I talk about my midfield, the reason that either want to make a defender transfer or roll and not bring Dubravka in is because my defense is going to need some work soon so if I just show you on Fantasy Football Hub as always links in the description below if you want to check this out for yourself 15 looks fine but in game week 16 I've got double Arsenal against Villa away so I'm fully expecting Ollie Watkins who I don't own to wipe out that clean sheet Gay's got Liverpool at home Cash has Arsenal at home and Taylor has Brighton away so none of those fixtures are particularly great and then you go to game week 17 it's a similar thing so double arsenal defense against brighton at home maybe it's not the worst fixture to play one of those players in just because the arsenal defense is so good but we know how good the brighton defense uh, the brighton attack is as well uh gay's got man city away which is awful cash has got brentford away i wouldn't really expect anything there and maybe i could play taylor against everton at home but as much as i love taylor for the 10 points last week He's not someone that I want to regularly play. So I do need to fix my defense soon, but I'm also conscious that I've got to get Watkins back at some point. So I'm already kind of planning like two or three transfers over the next few weeks. So because of that, I've got to have a bit of faith in my midfield, which I have done for a long time, to be fair. So the five that I've got, Salah against Sheffield United away, currently my captain, uh, Son against West Ham at home, Saka against Luton away, Palmer against Man United away, and in Burmo against Brighton away. So lots of away fixtures this week, although on paper, some of them are really good. Brighton, no clean sheets yet. Uh, Luton, obviously good. Sheffield United as well. And outside of Cole Palmer, those other four players you would expect to start pretty much every single game. Now, over December, there will be rest for pretty much every player. But if you're going to put money on a player to start all of them, and I think Salah, Son, Saccharin and Burma are four of those players. So I'm really happy with them. With Cole Palmer, he did get benched against Brighton. That did seem to be because of injury. He did come on in that game as well. So I'm not really worried about him. Plus, Gallagher is suspended for the Man United game. So it's going to be, um, you'd assume, Enzo and Caicedo in midfield as normal. And then instead of Gallagher a little bit further forward, they'll have to play someone else there. So it just makes sense that Palmer will start that game. And Kunku still hasn't been in a squad for Chelsea. So I'm not particularly worried about his minutes. He's still really good value, still on penalties, I would assume, as well. Um, with Son, obviously really happy I got the 10 points. He's going nowhere until he's away for the Asia Cup. I do think for players going to African Cup of Nations or the Asia Cup, there might be under some circumstances reason to sell them a little bit earlier than when they actually go away just in pre-preparation like for example if the double happens 
that maybe I sell Son just before he goes away to get another Man City midfielder in to also give me money to spend elsewhere. I'm not planning on doing that, but it is something that I'm kind of open to doing if I need to. But for now, Son definitely stays. Saka's been great. I actually tweeted this the other day. I think he's got, I'm just going to double check now. He's got a, not a crazy amount of returns, but I think his returns are better than you would guess. Yeah, so he's had 12 attacking returns in 13 matches. So nearly a return every game. But I don't think when you think of Saka in FPL, most people would say he's not been that good, but he's been really consistent. He keeps going up in price as well. And as much as I don't like the fixtures for a defender for Arsenal, they're pretty good for an attacker. Luton away, Villa away, Brighton at home. I wouldn't be worried about any of them. Liverpool away in 18 is a bit tougher than it's West Ham, Fulham, Palace. So Saka going absolutely nowhere. Uh, and then similar with Inbermo. You know, if... If that double in 20 doesn't happen, then maybe I sell in Burmo in blank game week 18. But again, right now, there's no plans to do that. Just on captaincy, could Salah get rested midweek? It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a high chance. I would say maybe 5 or 10% or less chance of it happening. I know on the stream we had this conversation and people kind of said Saka never gets rested, but he does. At times, he gets like one or two rests a season, but I take the point that he's not been playing as many minutes in the Europa League, so he should be fine, and I'm not worried enough to not captain him, but it could happen, but it also could happen for any player, so I'm just going to treat this week like any other uh, and captain him, because I think Sheffield United might be the worst team in the league. I can't remember quite where they are in the league table, obviously, they're fighting relegation, but I think that Luton and Burnley are both better. Now, it hasn't happened yet at the time of recording, but I think they're also going to sack their manager and maybe Chris Wilder will come in and that might make them a little bit better, but I'm just not sure the quality of the squad is there and Liverpool attack is so good. There has to be goals in this game. So it's not often that I will look to back against Haaland, but this is a week where I'm probably going to do it and I don't see that captaincy armband shifting. So really happy with these midfielders. I'm not looking forward to January because when African Cup of Nations and Asia Cup happens and in Burmo, Son and Salah are no longer options, maybe just for one match, possibly more, then we're going to have to look to sell them. And there's not really any of the midfielders that I really want to bring in. Like Gordon's not bad, Huang's not bad either. But then you're looking at, you know, Bruno Fernandes, Odegaard at Arsenal or someone like that. And I feel very safe with this midfield at the moment. So there are going to be big decisions to be made for these players but not right now. And yes, I did forget Foden on that list. He could be an option as well. So yeah, sticking for this week, game week 16, probably going to be exactly the same. And then up front, it's Haaland against Aston Villa away and Darwin against Sheffield United away. Just on Haaland, obviously not going anywhere. There will be some people out there that always want to captain Haaland and are wondering why I'm not doing it this week. He's obviously still a very good option, but I just think when you've got a player with Sheffield United away with Salah's capabilities... I've got to go for it, no matter what happens with Harden in the end. And also, Man City will be missing Rodri for that game. So I think Man City can absolutely go there and win. But Aston Villa are no slouches at home. And without Rodri, it is going to be that little bit tougher. They're also missing Grealish and possibly Doku as well. So Harden's still great. He'll probably get an attack in return. I'm just hoping that Salah can do more than that. And with Darwin Nunez, do I wish I could go back and never make that Watkins transfer? Of course I do with hindsight. But there's no point in worrying about that now. I can't dwell on it for too long, even though I've probably mentioned it a million times in this video. And he's got Sheffield United away. I have to keep him. I am fully aware there is a good chance that he gets rested because of the quick turnaround uh, for games. So uh, Liverpool played on Sunday. They're playing on Wednesday. Then they're playing on Saturday again. So there are players from that team that are going to get rested for one match. 
Is it definitely going to be Sheffield United for Darwin? Not necessarily, right? He might play that and then get a little bit of a rest for Crystal Palace. He might just come up, uh, sorry, he might start that game, only play 50, 60 minutes, then the same against Crystal Palace. I don't know. All I know is I've got to keep him because if he gets any minutes in that kind of fixture, then he is someone that could obviously go and get me points, right? Because Sheffield United defence is just not that good. And Darwin is a good attacker despite the fact that sometimes he can be massively frustrating so we already hit the bar in the last match let's hope he can get it a little bit lower and hit the back of the net i think in terms of my future plans for him then i give him sheffield united away i give him crystal palace away as well because that week watkins is playing arsenal and then the week after watkins has got brentford away and darwin's got man united at home i think there's no chance that darwin gets rested for that game and given how man united are defending at the moment i don't think it's that bad to hold him for that one either so if i'm going to do the darwin to watkins switch it probably will be in game week 18 when watkins has sheffield united and i may well captain him once i've without going into too much detail because it's quick turnaround you want to get through this video quick once i buy poro I don't have enough money to go back from Darwin to Watkins. I've got to fund that. Right now, it would probably be to bring in a cheap Newcastle defender, either Liveramento or Lascelles, for maybe Gabriel. I haven't quite decided yet, but that is a move that I'm thinking about. I just don't want to make that decision any sooner than I have to, because once Botman's back, Lascelles is not an option. I've spoken about this a lot before. And I want to see how many minutes Liveramento gets ahead of Lewis Hall. I think Liveramento is definitely first choice for left back. No questions whatsoever. But is he going to play all those matches? Probably not. He might still be worth it for the price. But it's just a lot of things to think about. And I don't want to take someone like Gabriel out too soon when I might regret it. So I'm fully aware I've got to reverse that transfer to Watkins. It's just all about how I do it. I think in the meantime... Getting Poro instead of cash is going to be a worthwhile transfer. I just figure out how I get the money for the Watkins move later on. So I think on paper, this looks really good. And I don't think I'm missing too many key players that other people will have. Obviously, Watkins against Man City versus Darwin is a big one. A lot of people are going to have Dubravka or Kelleher versus Ariola. Some of you will have Simakas instead of Gay or one of the Arsenal defenders. But I think my squad looks pretty good. And I just think I'm in a position where I can roll the transfer. So I probably should. But fast forward to Tuesday's deadline and I'll probably make a transfer with five minutes to go. Let's see what happens. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Make sure to rate five star on podcast as well. And I'll catch you again tomorrow for final thoughts. Sports Social Podcast Network.